0: The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded, and you're listening to America's Web Radio. Now, let me see what do we got here. Right beforehand. So I'm gonna give you five
1: minutes, Roger. Five minutes. Let's come up with a movie reference, a good topic, and, you know, something
0: about guns. Go. Okay. Go. <laughs> Federal judge issues an injunction against California's micro stamping requirement and other aspects of the unsafe handguns act. Ah oh, unsafe. Now if you know about that, they you know they have that stamping requirement where the gun itself has to stamp some sort of unique number mm-hmm. onto every shell casing that's fired in it. And the technology for that is like it might be obtainable, but it's like saying, Okay, your car has to be able to survive a crash at 150 miles an hour with zero damage being done to any of the car parts. Now, imagine how expensive it would cost to build that car. Oh, that's ours, the same idea with guns. They have to add all these ridiculous, quote-unquote, safety features to it, which would actually, I think, increase Whoa. crime. Who's to say someone doesn't go around yeah. to the gun range, pick up all these shells with someone else's oh, micro-stamp number like- on it, Throw it That's all a great over the point. city! It's oh a my great god! Point. Imagine the, that you have uh, cop, cops chasing if, their tails if forever. If you just picked
1: up those shells casings and then did took them with you to your crime and just threw them out, what we'll a just mess! Just throw them
0: out the window on the way home.
1: Oh, what a mess <laughs> that would make! What a, a very, again, Roger, you're thinking to uh, <laughs> logically? logically, yeah, there, you're there thinking you go, too logically,
0: and, and you can't do that in the Democrat world. So, but apparently, a judge had issued an injunction <laughs> against this. Now, California has here what they call the roster. That's the guns they allow in California. Now, these are all older weapons Mm -hmm. that have been grandfathered in. But any new version that comes out is no longer grandfathered in. Let me ask you this, Roger. Does California
1: have a roster on what's allowed to be free speech for the First Amendment? If they have a roster for the Second Amendment, what stops them from
0: having a roster for the First? According to Maxine Waters, if someone says something you don't agree with, you have to bully them.
1: So... That's a you great, have to yell at them in public. A, that's a great You have to point. tell
0: them to leave. Yeah. You have to tell them they're not welcome there. She's calling. That
1: crazy woman, Roger, since you brought it up, is calling uh, Trump supporters terrorists, domestic terrorists. Says the lady who told people her supporters, if you see anyone that supports Trump or is in his cabinet, then you get a crowd and you push back on them and tell them they're not welcome here.
0: That's right. You terrorize them. So she and she told never, her people to terrorize. And she was never held accountable never held for that accountable. statement. She should have been thrown out of Congress. Is inciting terrorist activity. One hundred percent, no doubt about she, it. She should have been thrown out of Congress. Oh, without a doubt, she should have been held right. accountable. At least prosecuted for that. Yeah. I mean, and they're trying to prosecute Trump for inciting a riot when all he said was, "We obey the law. We follow the law. We do things better." Yep. She's there telling people. To break the law, to assault people that she, they don't like verbally. She, she's
1: actually trying to tell one American to go hurt another American.
0: Yeah, that's Aggravate, your Democrat. A
1: verbally assault again. again everything, the everything the Democrats accuse
0: the Republicans and Trump of doing, they're doing themselves. I know. It's and they're the thing is, project. this gun thing is just—they want the best guns possible to protect themselves, mm-hmm. but they don't want you to have. They anything. don't want you to
1: have any guns.
0: You know, we all now, know how.
1: And I, I think we've said this before, Roger. But the oh. question has to be asked: What is our government so afraid of if they can't govern a society that has uh, arms?
0: Got it, Dave. Oh, okay. <laughs> we're be giving instruction so, here. Just
1: <laughs> we're professionals, but no. How? 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 Think about it. That question needs to be asked. What are our elected officials who serve us? What are they so afraid of? That they want to disarm. I know the people that they govern.
0: Well, it's been—I said it a hundred times. It's not about the guns; it's about the control. Mm-hmm. And when they started doing the credit card restrictions on gun purchases, or causing credit, oh, right. asking credit card companies to report anybody who buys anything in a gun store mm-hmm. and register, because they can't register the guns legally. They can't. They're not allowed to keep a registry of gun owners or guns they own, anything like that, unless they're class three weapons. Right, but you got to realize if they track it with a credit card, what are they? How are they going to do with this information? What's to keep them from holding to this information, and tracking, then going back and trying to register? We all know. They, you, you look at history. Every time they register guns, they try to take them. They away. try to take them away every single the, time. The
1: Republicans need to get off their butts and and pass an anti Patriot Act. <laughs> it's, it's yeah,
0: well, yeah, I mean, because
1: the Patriot Act needs to go because a lot of this crap they're doing, they're they're using it's, the Patriot Act to 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 say
0: they have the Ability to do it. Yeah, and granted, it was passed right Give after 9-11, it. so everybody was in a heightened state of By awareness. Republicans, mind I you. Know. Uh, I know.
1: Yeah, it's it's frustrating. It's dude, frustrating. The problem is... I'm sure Bush had and the Republicans had the the best of intentions, but you can't just say this is the right thing or or we think this is the right thing to do. This is going to help us and pass it without putting it through the Democrat test. You, everything a Republican comes up with, they need to sit down and go, okay, how will the Democrats bastardize this if they get power? Right? How will they twist it? How will they twist it? How will they turn this against their own people? And unfortunately, the establishment Republicans are too happy to turn against their own people. Yeah, well, too. you know what? You know, it
0: actually keeps saying there's a big difference between them.
1: No, I never say that. Not between the establishment and the Democrats. Okay. They're two
0: of the same pot. I mean, politicians it's in the, general. It's the Freedom Caucus that stands alone. Now, how many, how many people are in that? Do we know? How many? The Freedom Caucus? Not enough. I mean, what, like 10%? <laughs> oh no, gosh, I don't, I, you know what? That's Probably a great not even 10 I, yeah, I, I bet it's not
1: out. 10%, Roger. I'll have to look that so up.
0: So 90% of the Congress no. and Senate are politicians looking to better their own their way, own do their way. own yep. things, yep. and yep. limit people. Yeah, the free speech that's mm-hmm. a great question. Could you imagine them trying to limit free speech or voter registration the way they limit gun ownership? But,
1: but they're doing it now.
0: Well, oh yeah. They're doing their their they're limiting
1: speech now. They just do it in in ways where too many of the dumb masses are too dumb to
0: see it. That's right. That's why they're it's the dumb, dumb masses. It. Don't be part of the dumb masses, yeah, don't people. Be part please of please the don't dumb be masses. don't be in that crowd. Be part of the smart masses. That's right. <laughs> smart masses. Okay, got with it. With an M, with an M. <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. We're not talking about the Derriere part of right, it. Right. We're not talking about the <laughs> Oh, we crack but ourselves yeah, that, up. That is for sure the way things need to be done. But I think, yeah, like I say, social media is ruining politics. Oh, gosh. Because people will see a 30 second TikTok video and all yeah. of a sudden, I'm going to vote for that guy. It's like, yeah. You have no idea what he stands for, but you saw a TikTok video for 30 seconds and you're going to cast a vote because of that?
1: You know, that started, I think the whole social media crap, before it was social media, you had MTV and that crap started back in Bill Clinton when they paraded Bill Clinton and he played a, he played like five notes on a saxophone and then they asked him what kind of underwear he wears.
0: Yeah, well, and he was, started. He the was the first <laughs> celebrity president, yeah, I think. Yeah, that that's, really true, that, that's true. That's true. And
1: Obama true. took yeah. that to a whole new level, and and it, and oh, it no. just started the dumb down. Well, they started the dumbing down of America through education when they when Carter was allowed to do the Department of Education.
0: Yeah. Now, and then Trump, it just got though, worse. Trump was a celebrity before he was a politician. Exactly. So we so. can't, yeah. And he was rich before he's a politician. So, and you know what? Trump is the only president in the last hundred years who has left office with less, with less net worth than yeah. he went in with. That's
1: so true and that's a great point. And again, all the dumb masses out there who say, Oh, it's the rich, it's the rich, they need their fair share, pay their fair share, please. You go you go get the Democrats. Go go get a job to, from uh, a poor person. <laughs> yeah, go get a job from a poor person and then go to your fellow Democrat that you support
0: and take some of theirs because they took it from you. Right. And I love this when they say, Oh, well my boss makes so much money, blah, blah, blah. I should get a bigger share of that. How much money did you put up of your own when he started this business business. and took Mm -hmm. a chance? He mortgaged his house. He sold everything he owned to put up the money to start this business. How many of you jumped in with him and decided, I'm going to mortgage my house too Mm -hmm. and help him out? Yeah, you want part of the rewards, but you don't want to take any of the risk. You don't want the risk. That's right. So you got to consider that when you work for somebody that they Mm -hmm. took a huge risk, especially if they started a business on their own.
1: That's the kind of thing that a lot of – and
0: America is great for that. We have opportunity everywhere. Yeah. Just remember, when you want to get mad at the
1: guy who signs your paycheck, well, go figure out a way that you sign paychecks and let's see how you feel. Yeah.
0: Then when you're on the other side of the Mm -hmm. desk – Hey, you may feel differently, or you may say, you know, this is easy. I'm giving all my employees more money. Right. What's this a company that did that, and then they ended up and then going, failed? <laughs> yes. Oh, they failed miserably. <laughs> they did a universal everybody, nobody makes
1: less than seventy five right, right. grand a year it or something some crazy like crazy number. It didn't matter what they did. Uh,
0: if they I would, forgot what company know, that was, it was uh, one me of these too, liberal woke.
1: Too. Oh yeah, it was one of the woke before woke was woke, um, and I, I don't think they lasted a year
0: or two. Yeah, how's the five million in California doing? <laughs> oh, the, re- the reparations. Hey,
1: all I know is I'm about to identify as a black man, yeah. and uh, <laughs> I'm going to identify
0: as a black transgendered woman.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, Roger. <laughs> Actually, that that Roger right there. I'm going to double up. Uh, you I'm, have. I'm going to double dip. You might as well take full advantage. So I think <laughs> I'm going to identify as a black handicapped lesbian. Oh, Trans. man. Yeah, there you go. Trans- <laughs> Trans- I mean, I'm it. just all – that's what I'm going to identify as because I might get, who knows, $5 million plus a guaranteed income, uh, no that's taxes right. on that. I, I mean, it is outlandish what they're trying to do. Well, I now, can, they can't afford to do that, though. They can't, and uh, but they're just trying to put people against – again, but- it's get
0: Americans to fight Americans. Right, and the thing is people who are too s- dumb to know this can never work. You can't do that. You'd bankrupt the government. They wouldn't be able to pay you that five million. California's bankrupt already. I know they're already what? A hundred million, hundred and twenty million billion in debt, I'm sorry, and they want to add another four hundred billion dollars worth of debt to that. It's it's ridiculous. I mean it's it's and the fact that people believe
1: this is retarded. But I'm telling you, No offense
0: to anybody who's
1: this what's happening in California and and I'm gonna say this and then I'm out of here. But what's happening in California with this reparation talk, they're trying to – Gavin Newsom is trying to set himself up for 2024 along with the rest of the Democrat Party is that if you vote for us, you get reparations. If you vote for Republicans, they'll take it away. That's how
0: they win elections every right. And that's what they did with Social years. Security. Yep. Oh, the Republicans are going to take it away. Mm-hmm. We'll keep it there. It's like – But yet Mm -hmm. the ones who tax social security payments for the first time ever, the Democrats. Look at history, folks. It's there. It's there. It's there. You just got to look at it and and learn it and remember it. Don't let them tell you what to believe. You need to... Do your own research. Yeah. Look it up. It's there. Yep. They will not tell you the facts. They will tell you what they want you to hear. Mm-hmm. They'll guide you like sheep into the little pens they want to keep yep. you in. It's the
1: same thing they're doing with this crappy health care, trying to kill health care and make everybody miserable. Um, well, we're going to give you free health care. If you vote for a Republican, they're going to take free. it away. They want you to die. Yeah, oh, my it's God, you're going to die. But how many
0: dumb masses... Again, be a smart mass, not a dumb mass. How is for healthcare going to be free? Are doctors going to work for free? Are nurses going to work for free? Are hospitals going to be built for free? Not a chance. How is that going to happen? If you're a doctor and you're going to work for free,
1: I would like to hear from you. Apparently, just the white people who who work are going to pay until they decide to stop working.
0: Right, until they identify as something else. I'm a
1: leprechaun. Hey, I am telling you, if... if, if, if uh, Uh, What's his name? Who's the Iron Man guy? Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. If he can... I'm the man, playing the man, acting like another man. Dressed like a man. I'm
0: I'm the guy, dressed like a guy, playing another guy.
1: I'm the dude, playing the dude, dressed up like another dude. If he can do that... And get away with it? Well, then I'm going to be that dude so I can go to California <laughs> Collect and, your get, reparations. and get mines. That's Cause right. Because I'm getting mines. And, uh, <laughs> right. I'm going
0: to identify something that's there, going to get me There's right. our movie reference. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> The dude dressed like another dude. No, dressed like I'm the dude, a dude. I'm the dude dressed like a dude playing another dude. That's it. What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? What do you mean, well, what do you, do you, people? You, mean you people? Oh, my God. I did that to somebody oh once, God. and he looked at me like I had said something bad, and I was like, dude, you Southern. He's... Southerners eat all kinds of weird crap. And he kind of, yeah, he thought I was talking about the fact that he was black. I right. said, no, I was just talking about the fact he's from the South and he eats some weird stuff. <laughs> Cause I'm a New Yorker originally and you know, yeah. if it doesn't have pastrami on it, I'm not cons- convinced yeah, it's good for you. It's not a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You don't put coleslaw and cheese on a sandwich. I'm sorry. No. So he not- coleslaw and pimento cheese to make no. a sandwich? God. No. No. You no, need no, meat. No no, 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 no. Cheese is not we- meat. Leave that crap with your avocado salad and Pastrami, California. salami,
1: corn. Corn yeah. beef, roast that's, beef, turkey. It's like those trying work. to tell me that you need to put feta cheese and, and avocado and other green crap on a pizza. Oh, no, no, no.
0: no. Forget. What about? Did you see? Yes. I have a photograph from 1910, Brooklyn, New York. It shows these guys holding an Italian guy down, for, forcing him to watch them put pineapple on one of his pizzas for the first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave that crap in California. That ain't a, that ain't a pizza. Pineapple, I'm sorry. Pineapple does not pineapple go on pizza. Pineapple doesn't belong on a pizza. Look, I love pineapple. Fruit salad, on a pizza. smoothie, sure, but yeah, not on a pizza. Sure, not on a pizza. You start no. putting them on hamburgers and stuff? No, stop. <laughs> just just stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Could you make a hamburger like that and call it the woke burger?
1: The woke burger? Man, I'm, I'm sure they have that in California. I'd rather have a piece I, of pineapple
0: than coleslaw on my burger, though. I agree. With teriyaki sauce. Teriyaki sauce. That could be Hawaiian burger. I yeah. can see that.
1: Yeah, that, that I could understand. Yeah. Hawaiian pizza but with not tomato pizza. sauce? No.
0: Oh, no. No. But I say, I've got that photograph. It's, it's uh, archived somewhere. That's awesome. Of the first, of the, of the <laughs> Italian guy being held down, forced <laughs> to watch them put pineapple, put on, his pineapple his on his pizza. Pineapple on his <laughs> pizza. For the first time. <laughs> Oh, man, that's great. If you search the Internet, that photograph's yeah. out there. I think it's Joe Pesci, yeah. actually, the guy from the right. movie he was in. Oh, yeah. All right, this is the last thing, and then I'm out of here. Okay.
1: I was up in Elaj this weekend. Elaj, up in North Georgia. For you people not in Georgia, this is the mountains up in North Georgia. I ran across a hole-in-the-wall pizza joint and i am telling you this was some it's some of the best thin pizza i've had it's very close to new york style pizza Ooh. and i looked around in there and i they, they, there was no new yorker in there and i, and I asked the guy the, chef, the 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 cook the chef i said man do you have ties to new york and he goes no i don't i've been here in georgia all my life and i said how did you yeah. learn how to make this pizza Well, I don't know. I just make good pizza. (laughs) Dang. Man, I said, dang. (laughs) That's a good pizza. (laughs) But it was... Damn good pizza. There you so, go. I don't remember the name of
0: it, unfortunately. But, yeah. But uh, it's up there in LJ in North Georgia. So, yeah. You can call in, too, if you want, Mr. Pizza Man.
1: Yeah, yeah, if you're out there. How? Oh, actually, so the, oh, d- the pizza dude did ask what, you know, he was laughing at me, and he was asking, where are you from? Where do you live? What do you do? Boy, and you I, ain't from around I, I, here, are you? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you ain't from around these parts. Now, now I got to tell you this. I was sitting in there eating, and all the So this is a, you know, it's a tight community up there in LJ. It's not a big city. Yeah, they're small. It is a, it is a mountain town. Not a small town feel. There was about five or so locals that came in there and they, I, now this, I have to tell you this real quick. Uh, an older lady walked in and she looked at me, she came over to my table, she goes, can I tell you something? I said, sure, sure. Well, can I tell you something? Sure, you can. <laughs> she goes, I just gotta tell you, you, you ain't from around here, but you, you a really good looking man. Aww. <laughs> I was like, well, you just made me blush. And I said, "Make sure you tell everybody." And but, she didn't uh, try to offer you a job as her gardener. Uh, no, she did not. And I and I and, and understand. I told her just because I have a truck outside, there's not a leaf blower in it. Stop trying to sweet talk me to come do your lawn, or 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 feed your horses or your cows. I, I'm not a farmer. Uh No, it was really funny. Nicest people, nicest people. But the but the guy at the pizza joint, the owner who was the cook and the chef, was not is, a na- is now a listener of the On Point with Victor show. Oh, there you go. So, yes, so, so there you're is that a shout out. If we if Victor could remember I the name try, of your show, for next time I'll try to remember the name of the joint. Well, the guy uh, was so nice. Maybe yeah. pizza guy up there in L J will become a sponsor. <laughs> yeah, or at least send you an email
0: giving you the name of his place.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know I got it
0: somewhere. I did. I did take a picture of it. Oh, cool! Okay. Next week, stay tuned. (laughs) Yeah, stay tuned for the conclusion to that great story. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, well. That's thanks for staying, Victor. Appreciated that. Absolutely. We had fun. I'm sure the listeners enjoyed being told all about your adventures this weekend. But now we have to get back to the gun stuff because enough about pizza. Although, if you haven't had a New York pizza, I highly recommend it. In fact, up until COVID happened in 2020, I would make one to two trips a year to New York just to eat. Because I can't get a good deli sandwich here. The pizza, some of it's okay, but New York pizza is still the best. And you Chicago people with your thick pie crust, whatever the heck that is. Now that's not going to cut it either. I mean, I'll have a slice, it's not I won't starve to death in a room full of it, but give me a thin slice New York pizza that you fold in half and drip the cheese down into your mouth. That's what I want. I'm getting hungry just talking about it. I guess I should have had lunch before I started the show today. Okay, but now let's go somewhere where they don't have good pizza. To California, get back on track with the uh, our gun our gun discussion, and it seems as this California. I, now I'm going to run by the history of this real quick. Apparently, California decided that any gun that's not capable of micro stamping uh, a unique identifier on every cartridge fired by a weapon would no longer be allowed in California as a new gun. Now, what this did mean is every older gun that was there was allowed to stay. But if they came out with a new generation, a new upgraded model, that was not grandfathered. So like in California, the only model of Glock that's legal to buy is a third generation. And if you know anything about Glocks, they're up to the fifth generation already. And the only reason they still make the third generation essentially is for California. They make it because that way Californians can still buy Glocks. If they discontinue the third generation and stick to the fourth and fifth, Glock will no longer be able to sell anything in California other than restricted capacity magazines and accessories. No longer will Glock have a weapon that they'll be able to sell there. And so any of the new guns that have come out probably in the past 10 to 15 years are not allowed in California. Now, as far as I know, this is handguns. As far as rifles go, they have a whole nother set of restrictions on those. As far as pistol grips and flash hiders or suppressors or or uh, things like that, muzzle brakes, it's just there's crazy restrictions on that. And they have all these accessories you put on these guns to make them meet these requirements, which to me makes them entirely unsafe. Why would you put a pistol grip on a gun and then wrap it with a big piece of plastic so you can't wrap your hand around it properly? You can't get a decent grip on it because of the way you have to have it uh, outfitted for California. But anyway, so they have this these roster made out which which has the list of all the guns that are allowed in california and every year it gets smaller because more and more manufacturers either upgrade the weapon or change the way it's made a little bit or upgrade the model or change the design a little bit and every time they do that they're not allowed to sell the new one in california so basically what california is doing is offering complete gun control because the the micro stamping requirement Would be so expensive and so impossible for manufacturers to. I mean, imagine you go and buy a Glock pistol, five, six hundred bucks. You walk out with it, you're good. Now, if they had to micro stamp everything, you're talking about a gun that would be five or six hundred dollars normally. That would end up costing somewhere between three and five thousand dollars for a single weapon. That's only worth. Five to six hundred dollars. You'd have to pay for the California requirements, and so far, no manufacturers have stepped up and tried to meet California's ridiculous requirements for the roster for the roster guns to get them off the roster. But now, a judge has come down to grant an injunction that says the constitutionality of the California ha- Unsafe Handgun Act is in question. Now, if this goes on and this this becomes final law, I think there's a uh, hold on it right now, but they found all kinds of evidence saying that this would be a restriction that cannot be placed by our government that has to honor a Second Amendment. So... This, just like, uh, what's his name, Judge Benitez came through and, and stomped out the magazine ban, which ended up getting reinstated. But for one glorious week, Californians were allowed to order any magazine they wanted for any weapon they had. And apparently they shipped over, what was it, eight or nine million magazines to California in one week. Cause people took full advantage of that. So now any magazine they have, if they claim it was ordered during that time period, is legal. So hopefully they got enough of them in there to fill in all these gaps of all these old 10 round magazines that they've been restricted to. And unfortunately for the California government, there's, most of these magazines are not marked with any kind of manufacture date or anything like that. That's not required. So any magazine that's there now was brought in during Freedom Week, which is what they nicknamed it, by the way. They had Freedom Week when they actually had a week to be able to purchase magazines of any size for any type of weapon that they wanted. But if this micro stamping rule gets kicked out, that means almost every new handgun that's been developed in the last 15 years or new model or upgraded version will be allowed for sale in California again. Because, you know, basically, they're just going to run to the point where unless it's a, you know, a Colt revolver that has the original patent date on it or a Glock that was made, you know, 25 years ago, you're not going to be able to buy any new handguns in California. That's what they're trying to do. This is a blatant attempt to have backdoor gun control. And yeah, backdoor, that's exactly what I mean by that. Backdoor gun control. You're you guys are getting screwed. Left, right, and center. So if you know who these politicians are, you need to get them out of office. They don't respect your Second Amendment rights at all. And the whole roster thing is just completely ridiculous. I just can't imagine if they did that with any other product. Like, say, if they did it with cars or refrigerators or toaster ovens or whatever it was. Imagine if they had to have a a fire extinguisher system built onto every microwave of the oven, every toaster, just in case it caught fire. You have to have a safety feature built on with an automatic fire suppression system built in. So that $50 toaster now all of a sudden is... how many people could afford to buy that? So the price on used toasters is going to go up and stay relatively high. And once they break down or get pulled out of the system, there'll be nothing to replace them with. And that's the same thing that's happening with the guns here, the handguns in California. Now, there is one odd loophole that if a law enforcement officer buys a later model pistol, he is then allowed to sell it to a gun shop and they can resell it to a citizen. But that's a very, very small percentage of weapons sold in California because I think California uses, I think some of their, a lot of their law enforcement um, bodies use newer versions of a lot of pistols that are out. They use the newer Glocks, the newer M&Ps, the newer VP9s, but they're not allowed to be held in the hands of citizens can't own these. So they're restricting what their citizens can own while giving their law enforcement, their government officials, whatever they want. Again, equality under the law being ignored completely and absolutely. We were founded on the principle of equality under the law. And here's being brushed under the rug, put under the mat so nobody can see it happening. Oh, but it's for the safety of the children, the Safe Handgun Act. That's what they called it, I believe. And, of course, the the writers of this article called it the Unsafe Handgun Act. Who is that? Ah, Cam Edwards over at Bearing Arms. He's He has a way of coining phrases. But, yeah, the Unsafe Handgun Act is being brought out as uh, – it's being declared unconstitutional. So, hopefully, if this goes through – I just got this story right before I got here, so I don't have a lot of time to read through it, but – the the fact is that they're finding it unconstitutional is brilliant because if they can get this to go through, if this can happen, then California will be able to buy whatever kind of pistols they want as long as they fall within legal limits of what the federal government allows. There won't be any restrictions on handguns anymore as far as new models, anything like that. Now, unfortunately, the 10-round magazine restriction was upheld when the, uh, I think it was the Superior Court met again with all nine members. They decided to uphold the California restriction. So our freedoms are still in danger, and that's going to happen every time we allow people to, I guess you can say, get into our laws and ignore parts that they don't like. So, But I'm going to get more information about that. I'm going to let you guys know. And there's also been some follow-up on the pistol brace. Apparently, Republicans in the Congress and Senate are trying to get that restriction pulled out, get gotten rid of. They aim at the pistol brace rule. They're trying to get it retracted. Because right now, if you own a pistol brace on any weapon, you have to register that weapon as a Class 3 weapon. Which it was not when you bought it, but they want you, they want to register guns is what they want to do. And if they're going to do it by changing the identity of accessories or changing the weapons identification because of an accessory you put on it, that's the way they're going to have to do it. These people are willing to put unrealistic Manufacture requirements on handguns. What makes you think they won't do something like this? And now the same illogical thinking is being used in the federal government by the ATF as they try and register all these weapons, which they guesstimate about forty million of these in circulation. And I don't know what the rules are on that as far as new ones go, but I was at a gun show this past weekend and. There were plenty of pistol braces being sold, plenty of weapons with pistol braces still being sold. Now, granted, if you buy it and then you register it by whatever the deadline is, I want to say it's by May 1st. You had 120 days, I think, from sometime in January to register your weapon or it becomes illegal. So basically, 40 million Americans, more than 10% of Americans, potentially will be felons as of May 1st by doing nothing illegal when they did it. But by not following through with some new ridiculous protocol, some new restriction on the Second Amendment, all of a sudden they become felons and criminals. And it just seems odd to want to turn that many 40 million Americans into criminals overnight by changing a regulation. Not even a law has changed. These, these braces have been in effect and approved by the ATF for over 12 years. So this is not something new. This has been around for over a decade. So just be aware that this is coming and California will stop at nothing to disarm their people. And you wonder, what are they going to do that's going to make it so bad to have people be able to defend themselves? What are they going to do that's going to trigger people to want to use these weapons the way they shouldn't or the way they shouldn't, were, uh, should not be used? What's the government going to do that's going to be so tyrannical that's going to make people double think whether or not they have Second Amendment rights or not? That's something to consider. Take a look at it. If you can, like, say, buy whatever you want to purchase now, if you're getting that tax refund back, consider buying a new gun. There are so many guns out there now, so many new (laughs) weapons, pistols, handguns, rifles. In fact, from what I was seeing, I looked at some of the results. Not results, but some of the reports about SHOT Show this year, and apparently precision rifles are huge. Every company's coming out with new versions of precision rifles, most of them all bolt-action, a few of them semi-auto, but most of these bolt-action rifles are capable of stuff that was unheard of 20 years ago before CNC machining became really popular, very inexpensive and super precise. So keep that in mind if that's something you're looking for. Also, if you want something in a high capacity magazine or if you own anything in a high capacity magazine, I would highly recommend you make sure you have backups for that. You have extra magazines. Personally, I don't like to have less than six magazines for any pistol I'm going to use on a regular basis. If it's something odd or unique or something, you know, is a collector's item, that's different. But if not, you should have backups for this. I'm going to go over a few of the more unusual things that came out at SHOT Show this year. And a lot of these are based on laws that have been passed in other states or restrictions that may be coming down the pipeline. Like Matrix Arms, they have developed a pump-action AR rifle. Now, because it has to be semi-automatic to be deemed a quote-unquote assault rifle, You can't assault anybody if it's not semi-automatic, just so you know. You can't shoot somebody with a revolver and assault them. But the Matrix Arms Cage AR works as a gas-operated semi-auto on a gas system removed, and the gun becomes pump action. So instead of the gas operating the weapon in a semi-automatic fashion, you have a pump handle attached to the front forearm, which you slide back and forth to cycle the action. So it's essentially just an AR-15 with a gas tube removed and a handle put on it to cycle the bolt instead of it being cycled by the gas pressure. So they're billing it as a 50-state legal AR solution. See, assault weapons basically focus on semi-autos, and they leave pump action, lever actions, all that stuff out of it because they don't think they're as dangerous. Now, granted, when the lever action rifle was brought out in the 1800s, it was an amazing advance in rapid fire. You could, a trained Person on a lever action could be almost as fast as someone with a semi-automatic today. So now, granted, it requires a lot more skill to be that fast, but still, it allowed a lot more rounds to be fired in a lot shorter amount of time, which is basically seems to be a lot of the uh, advancements in weapons seems to be rate of fire. But this, they're saying it's a fifty state gun because right, as of now, I don't believe any state has a restriction on pump-action weapons. Now, if it takes a magazine, that's going to be something that they can... Obviously, it's an AR, so it takes a magazine, but a magazine may still be restricted. Now, on something like that, I would have thought maybe they would use a tube feed because, well, but tube feed in a 5.56 five, because most of the bullets are rather pointy, that could be a dangerous situation. So, but still, 50-state legal AR. If you can't have a semi-automatic AR in your state for any reason, you will be able to get the Matrix Arms... Pump action AR rifle. Now, they didn't have any availability as to price or anything like that. I can't imagine it's going to be that expensive because it is based on a standard AR. So, should be pretty, pretty interesting to see. However, if you don't need it, I don't know why you would want it except as a novelty. But if this gets you around restrictions in certain states, That's that's what they're going for with this. They're trying to bring out a 50-state version of the AR, and because it's pump-action, it's not semi-auto and doesn't fall under a huge number of restrictions from a variety of different states. Now, the next thing that fell under the same sort of kind of loophole gun was Bond Arms has a lever-action AR rifle. Funny, I was just talking about the lever actions. Yeah, because they're fast, they're efficient. You don't have to take them down off your shoulder to use them. Same as a pump, you can keep it shouldered while you're functioning the action. Now, granted, is it as accurate? Probably not, because your whole body has to move more than just moving a, a trigger finger. But this is interesting because they have a—it's uh, a lever action weapon that will fit an AR upper. Yeah, I know that sounds crazy, but you can put an AR upper on this thing. The lever action will function. That will manipulate the action and it uses what looked like an ar 30 round p mag is what they had loaded in the one i saw a picture of so that's going to be available too. a lever action and now granted the lower half is a lever action part and it takes an ar upper so it's kind of like a hybrid mismatch uh mashup of a gun I mean, it's kind of odd-looking. It was kind of cool, though, because it had a uh, tactical forearm on it with all kind of picatinny rails and things like that available for accessories and whatnot, and it does take standard 30-round AR mags. So that's interesting to see. Of course, this is just another way of trying to go around the semi-automatic gun restrictions. So, When when does the uh, rifleman get his? Yeah, yeah, what's his name, Uh, Chuck? Connors? Yeah. Yep, I don't know. I say, if you saw this thing, it looks more like an AR than it does a lever action, but it's got that curved lever in the back of it that functions the action. And that's what's, you know, that's unfortunately what may end up having to happen with a lot of these guns coming out in a, I guess a more, I want to say more modern looking rifle. Like I said, that's the only thing the AR is. It's a more modern version. Of a semi automatic rifle. Now Remington made them for years in hunting rifles, but as soon as they start adding magazines to them and putting a pistol grip on them, then they're so dangerous that citizens shouldn't have them. This is just another way around that. I mean it's got a brake on it, it's got a threaded barrel. You know, now there's no charging handle, you just put the rounds in the magazine and you cycle the the lever to make it function. And that's how you shoot it. And you know like I say it's got plenty of room for a bipod, it's got plenty of room for a scope. And all this stuff so it's going to be this will probably be another 50 state legal gun because there are no restrictions on lever action rifles as of now now knowing california you know other than the fact you have to have a 10 round magazine in it because it is magazine fed the only thing that i'm aware of in california that's allowed to be fed by a magazine of more than 10 rounds is a tubular fed magazine for those of you who had old 22s with the tube feed in them that will hold 16, 17, 20 rounds. Those are still legal in California because the magazine is not removable. Now, I don't know how that would work with a weapon like this. If they could leave the magazine in place, could you load it from the top with 30 rounds? Would that be legal? From what I understand of California law, that is legal. If you can load the magazine without removing it, then it becomes a, a built-in magazine, which is legal up to whatever capacity you deem, I guess, uh, Necessary for what you want to do with it. So there we got the pump action AR and you've got the lever action AR. Now just when you thought that would be all the variations of the AR that you would want to see, what's this, uh, Yunta Precision Modern Sporting Muzzle Loader. That's right, you heard me right, an AR-15 version of the muzzle loader. Now granted, you know, a muzzle loader doesn't use cartridges, so you have to put the, um, the powder and the bullet in separately. But if you look at it though, it looks like a modern version of a run-of-the-mill AR-15. But you have to look at it closely and you can see the loading rod is, is over the top of the barrel instead of underneath like it is most of the time. But they basically took an AR Lover and put a muzzle loader on top of it. So you have the pistol grip and everything of an AR. And then you have a muzzle loader built on top of that. Now you granted, it doesn't, I don't know that it gives you any kind of advantage to having that AR-15 lower because it's still just, you're using it for the firing mechanism which will hit the firing pin, which will send, uh, I guess a percussion cap will hit a percussion cap and enable it to be fired. But you still have to load it from the muzzle. There's no breech loading here because that would be a whole different gun. But apparently the 24 inch barrel with a 1 in 20 twist helps stabilize The full bore diameter projectiles and sends them well beyond what a regular muzzle loader can do. So that's something that's considerable. It's interesting. You know, I mean, all these first three guns I've talked about, these are some of the highlights. Well, not highlights, but some of the more interesting things that I saw coming out of SHOT Show this year. All three of these are ways to go around the semi-automatic restrictions that a lot of people think are coming. If Biden has his way, if the Democrats have their way, they will try and remove all semi-automatic weapons from public ownership while stomping all over the Second Amendment, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. They don't care. But I guarantee you every single one of their bodyguards, every single one of the guards at their children's school will have the latest, greatest weapons with no restrictions, no magazine capacity differences than what the anybody who's anybody in politics will have to protect themselves. They don't deem you as worthy of having the same protection. I know that sounds bad, but it's true. And when politicians get to the point where they do not respect you to the fact of being equal with them, they're just dictators. They're just, you know, monarchs or patriarchs or uh uh what's the, matriarchs? They're all just trying to be rulers. They're not and they are not rulers. They are representatives. You vote them in office to represent the people. That's how they get their power. But they're taking more power than they've ever been granted. And they're restricting your rights one after another after another. The Second Amendment could not be more clear, shall not be infringed. And here they go infringing on it in so many different ways. I can't even count. Okay, how about something just a little weird that's not based in any kind of legal work around? This is the Zinc RZMK357 Bullpup Revolver. Now, I know this is radio, and you can't see this thing, but it is one of the oddest-looking revolvers I have ever seen. It has a squared-off grip, kind of like a 1911, but a little smaller. And the barrel is completely square with a round hole in it, and it fits on top of a rectangular piece of steel that goes back. If you just took like a rectangular block of steel, put a 45 grip on it, and put a revolving cylinder in the back of it, that's what it looks like. And it breaks open from the top, so the little barrel and the cylinder rotate upwards and forward. You load it and then click it back down and you can fire it. Like I said, you gotta see it to believe it. It's just, a, it's a 357 Magnum. And it's got a hinge in the very front of it instead of at the rear of the barrel and it breaks open from the top. Now there have been other top break revolvers, some of the, the, what the, the Webleys and stuff like that. The English revolvers will break open. Smith and Wesson used to make a break open revolver like that. So you got to imagine it looks like that except it's put on a more modern chunk of steel and the pistol grip is off a 1911 instead of something off a revolver. Yeah, I thought would probably be a good idea. If you just took a grip off a revolver, put a pistol grip on it, and squared everything off from the back to the front, that's what this thing kind of looks like. So, something to consider. I mean, I don't know what the advantage of it would be. They claim it could be a little bit um, closer to the hand, so you have a better control of a recoil. Although, I imagine with a revolver and the gap in a revolver, you're going to get a lot more... I guess, a uh, gap flash onto your hands and stuff. From what I looked at, it looks like that could be something real. But I don't know. I haven't actually seen one in person, and I don't know if it's gonna have a big market or not. It's just, I don't see the advantage to it. They haven't really said what they think the advantage is, other than possible controlling of recoil. Which, if that's a problem for you, this may be something you wanna look into, and I have no pricing on that one either, apparently. Well, it, it was just a prototype, apparently. Now, we get into something a little more standard. This is just something. Now, of course, uh the 57 by 28 cartridge is one that has renewed interest in it all over the place. Ruger brought out one a couple years ago. This year, Smith & Wesson brought out one. And I think kel has brought out one. Now, the kel one is interesting because it's large. It's a large pistol. It uses the standard... Oh, I'm trying to remember what it's called. The, um, the 50 round helical feed magazine off the FN rifle. Off the 5.7 by 28 FN rifle has a 50 round helical feed plastic magazine. The Keltuck version of that pistol uses that magazine. So it's a large gun. Because if you know, those magazines are probably 10 inches long at least. And any kind of action in there is going to bump it up. This thing's over a foot long. But it holds 50 rounds of ammunition in a magazine, which can be loaded relatively quickly. From what I saw the other day, it's a break-action design. You break it, put a new magazine in it, snap it back down, you're ready to go. Cycle the handle, off you go. 50 more rounds of 5.7. Now, of course, the first people to bring out the 5.7 were FN. They had their 5N pistol and their 5.7 rifle. And the pistol was pretty innovative because it had a small steel barrel case an alloy with a mostly plastic frame slide. Only the parts that were critical to strength were made out of metal, so it's relatively light. And it had it came with three 20-round magazines, which is pretty impressive at the time. And, of course, you can add, they have, I think, an add-on magazine extension, which bumps that up to 30 rounds. It adds about an inch and a quarter to an inch and a half to the length of the magazine. So three magazines with that. You could hold almost you'd hold 90 rounds of ammunition with just three mags and they claim the pistol with two mags is lighter than one full magazine of 556 so for practicality purposes it'd be easy to put that in a backpack have a 5.7 by 28 firepower with 60 rounds of ammunition as opposed to packing your super light ar-15 so i don't know that's that would, To me, that makes a lot of sense, having a backpack gun or something small and, and compact like that. Now, if pistol braces were still all the rage and were still allowed to be used legally again, that would be an interesting gun to see. See the 5N, oh, the FN 5.7 put into a chassis like that. See it able to be used as a rifle. That would be cool. Uh, another quick one I saw that I thought was interesting was, if you're familiar with kel they brought out the KSG shotgun. Pump action, two tubes that feed ammunition to it, and each tube I think held like seven or eight rounds, something like that. Now they have scaled it down. They have 12-gauge, and they had a 12-gauge with an extended magazine on it that held, I think, 25 rounds of 12-gauge shells in it. That was a pretty impressive weapon. And with the dual tube feed, you can load each tube with different types of ammo. You can have slugs in one, buckshot in another. You can have birdshot in one, buckshot, whatever you want, and you can load them up however you want. You can switch between them manually from shot to shot. And being a pump action, it would function with anything that would cycle. As long as you could pump that action and make it cycle around, it would work. Now they've come out with a 410 shotgun shell version of the KSG. They call it the ks S7. And, uh, apparently it's very handy, very small, very light. And, uh, of course with the right ammo, it's going to kick pretty hard because it's a lightweight gun. Now, you know, this is kind of a fun version of the gun too, though. And it's only $500, so it's fairly inexpensive. Now, the 410 bore is becoming more and more popular so it's something that may catch on with some people. Like I say, especially with younger shooters who aren't quite ready for the kick of a twenty or twelve gauge. So it holds five shells in each tube for a total capacity of ten plus one, and that's with the three-inch shells. Now I don't know if two and three quarters. Eh, you probably wouldn't get enough for quite one more round in there, but it weighs in at only five point four pounds and meets the 26.1-inch requirement to not have to deal with the NFA stuff. So you don't have to get a special Class three license to run it because overall length is more than 26 inches. So they made it 26.1. So that's something to look for. That sounds like it may be a more practical weapon than some of the other ones, just trying to skirt possible uh, infringement on Second Amendment rights. So... Yeah, I'll have to get some more information on some of these. There's a variety of new pistols that are out. A lot of them have similar features to stuff that's already around, but it seems like optic cutouts are becoming a big thing. Now, everybody's trying to come out with several weapons with optic cutouts. Now, if you've ever shot something with an optic cutout, it does take some getting used to. Lining up the sights is can be more tricky than using iron sights however if you have a weapon that you work well with the iron sights and you put an optic on it it should line up the same way you go to the same way you would line up the iron sights that red dot should appear in that optic and you should be able to acquire very quickly the one thing about it though is that red dot if it's on target it should hit the target if it's been sighted properly doesn't matter if it's in the middle, left, right, up, or down. If you have that red dot on your target, it should hit the target ideally. So that's something to consider. I see lots of these new pistols coming with cutouts. And I guess if I was looking for a new pistol and there was an option for one with the cutout versus without it, I think I would get it just to have the versatility. Even if I decided not to use it with an optic right away, I think having that option would be something I personally would want. Now, granted, of course, putting an optic on a handgun gives you a whole new range of things to worry about. Those screws have to be tight, lock tighted in more than likely. And uh <clears throat> you also have to have a holster that will accommodate it because it does stick off the gun. It comes out of the top of the rear of the slide, and you have to have a holster that will accommodate it. You have to make sure your batteries are up to charge. Now, there are a lot of manufacturers now bringing out little solar panels built onto their red dots. Now, most of these just provide power to supplement the battery. I would love to see a rechargeable battery available on some of these and have the solar panels charging those up. Now, some have solar power only, so if you're in a dark room, your red dot would not work or is capable of working without having batteries in it because it's solar powered and if there's enough light you could do that so that's something to consider too i know um i think hollow sun makes those vortex makes them probably a bunch of other companies do too but the solar power is an interesting idea because it can extend the battery life considerably because it doesn't use batteries as much if you're using solar power to run the the dot system on so be aware of that when you're looking for new guns take into account that uh there's all kinds of new stuff out there. Everybody's going to be coming out with new stuff, even though the restrictions are coming out in force. The new guns are going to be there. They're going to come out. They're going to find ways around some of these restrictions, like with a pump action and a lever action AR-15. I never thought I would see something like that or any necessity for it because the AR platform with the gas-operated system is such a, A reliable, durable system now that they've cleaned up the powder in some of these cartridges. I remember a lot of people who were, I've heard stories from guys in Vietnam saying that those weapons were complete trash. And at the time, apparently they were using powder that burned entirely too dirty, clogged up the really small tubes they were using on the gas systems, and they had no easy way to clean them out. So, but now they've developed, they, they give them a cleaning kit with these long pipe cleaners to clean those tubes, keep them clear, and keep the weapon operating. And the new powders they brought out, I believe it's a ball-type powder that burns much more efficiently, doesn't leave as much residue, makes the gun much more efficient, can go way longer without cleaning than the old AR cartridges were capable of doing. So there's no reason to get a pump or a lever-action AR unless you just like the idea. Now, one thing, if the, uh, pump action one, if they say it uses a, um, a semi-automatic action on top, the AR-15 top, it would be very easy to change calibers on this gun also and leave you accessibility for the lever action to cover all kinds of ranges of things. Now, I would love to see that in a 450 Bushmaster or 458 SOCOM, something in a big, heavy 45 bullet. On a lever action gun like that, that would probably be close to an equivalency of a forty five seventy lever action weapon, which to me is just, whether it's practical or not, I don't know, but I still like them. The idea of a big bore gun with a lever action just sounds good to me, and it's fun to shoot shot the 14570 in a lever action Marlin. It was a blast. Now those have recently gone up tremendously in price because of their popularity on the Jurassic Park series. I believe, uh, the main character had one of those in one of the last movies that came out for Jurassic Park and that became the weapon everybody was looking for. I mean, a 4570 is a great cartridge. Don't get me wrong. But if you can get equivalent performance in a smaller, lighter round, certainly the way to go especially in a lever action gun you know i think the lever action in the marlin holds six possibly seven rounds while if you run a lever action with a tube feed or even a magazine feed you could run a bunch more rounds in it although without running a tube feed the magazine restrictions would still apply if you're in certain states. So that would give you, I think, a 10-round mag capacity. It would still be more than a forty five seventy in any standard lever action gun. So that's something to consider also. But, yeah, that would be kind of cool, the fact that you can swap the top on it and have a lever action in any caliber you want. And the big bore is something I immediately thought of because I thought lever actions and the big bores are extremely popular. And have become difficult to get there for a brief while. So that's something to consider. I guess I never thought about it quite like that before. But yeah. And of course, any AR platform can be swapped. You can swap a top on most of them in a magazine and change to a variety of different calibers. I would venture to say there's probably over 50 different calibers that you can get for a standard AR-15 style rifle. And keep in the small frame platform. Now that does not include the AR-10 platform. Which is a little bigger, beefier, and takes bigger cartridges. And even those probably have a dozen or so different cartridges based off the 308. You know, 308 Winchester was the standard first round for the AR-10. Then they came with a 6.5 Creedmoor. There's a couple of 243 versions of a semi-automatic AR-10. And anything that's based off of the 308 cartridge. The 358 Winchester would be a, a good hunting rifle in a semi-automatic variety. Now I don't know beyond that. I know there's other there's somebody came out with one that has even a bigger bore than that in it. I want to say it's like a forty one or forty one bore in a three oh eight base cartridge, so it would be a good AR fifteen candidate as long as the pressure doesn't exceed its limits, which the AR fifteen is a modern rifle, has very high limits on its uh standard pressures and measurements. So there's a lot of variety here, a lot of new things coming out. And like I said, if you get that tax return back and you're worried about being restricted on your semi-automatic weapon, whether it's a rifle, whether it's a shotgun, whether it's a pistol, go out and take a look. The prices are good right now. In fact, oh, another quick thing I saw, not that I'm giving out plugs to anybody, but Smith & Wesson is offering 50 75 and $100 rebates on a variety of their M&P weapons. Almost any of their pistols have some sort of rebate on them right now. So if you ever wanted one, jump in and get one now. I think I saw a shield this weekend after rebate that was going to be sold for like around 300 bucks, 299 It was 349 with a $50 rebate. So something to consider. Get out there, take advantage of these prices, take advantage of these new weapons. Get out there and get yourself something new. You deserve it. Trust me. Oh, by the way, if you're married, your wife called, said buy whatever you want, it's okay. She's going to buy shoes next week, so you can buy a gun this week. Go ahead. You have her permission, according to me. Of course, I'm not known to always be truthful, so I would be aware of that. But (laughs) you're the man of the house. Buy yourself a new gun. You need it. Buy her a pitcher of margaritas, and she won't care. It is Taco Tuesday, after all, at least here now. You may hear this on another day, but just keep in mind, tacos and margaritas are a good way to get your lady to do what you want to do we work that out for you. But, yeah, get those new guns. Get stock up on extra ammo. And if you have a gun that takes magazines, I highly recommend you buy extra magazines now before they put in any kind of national restriction. Have you noticed going to the shows, have they picked back up? Oh, definitely. Yeah, since COVID, yeah, they came way back. And they're uh, all fairly crowded. they got a good selection now of everything. Although I noticed a lot more sales going on this past weekend, probably because tax returns are coming back in now. People are getting a little more money. They were selling out of stuff. Of course, I went on a Sunday, and they usually run Saturday and Sunday. So, But they were having some good deals. They were having good prices on stuff, and now with the rebates on some stuff, that's going to bring those down even further so you can get some deals out there. So if you thought about getting that extra pistol, that extra carry gun, that extra rifle that you wanted and weren't sure about, go look. They're out there, and the prices are probably some of the best I've seen in a few years at least. Back around 2019, they, I think they hit rock bottom. Ammo, pistols, rifles, all of them were super inexpensive. What about online? Yes. Now, you can buy almost any weapon online if you live too far from your local store or local guns, gun show. And you have to have it shipped to a federally firearms licensed dealer, FFL dealer. It must go to a licensed dealer. And they'll charge, I've seen, anywhere from 10 to $75. Average, at least from what I've seen, runs about 20 to $30. And that's the receiving fee that they charge to do the paperwork, keep the paperwork in their store, and, you know, let you buy the weapon legally. Because it must be shipped to a licensed dealer if you buy online. And then you have to go to that licensed dealer and complete the purchase. Now most of the money is all handled before you ever get your hands on it. So that's done. All the dealer charges is a small fee to do and store the paperwork for you. So it's a relatively painless process. I've bought a gun in my pajamas before, had it shipped to my local dealer, went and picked it up a few days later. It's easy process. And a lot of the bigger stores online have the FFL dealer's license on file. So you can just put in your zip code, find a local dealer that may be one you use anyway, click on that. If not, you have to get a copy of that dealer's FFL license, which most of them will give you if you ask for it in order to receive a weapon. And then you have to fax it, mail it, email it to that dealer to send you the gun. All right. But yeah, if you haven't never done it, try it. It's not very difficult. I am Roger B. This is Locked and Loaded. And you've been listening to America's Web Radio. The views, opinions, and content of the show hosts and their guests appearing on America's Web Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the station. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.